Good afternoon and welcome to Mediascope, the programme for and about the public relations, event management and journalism industries. I'm Ellen Gunning from the Global Institute for Public Relations and you're very welcome to the programme. Now on this week's show I'm chatting with the newly appointed general manager of this station, Dublin City FM, Brian Commons. Thanks for taking my call, Brian. Uh, it's a pleasure, Ellen. Pleasure to chat with you. Now, you're a real radio head, aren't you? You've recently joined Dublin City FM, but you've been in radio in the UK, in Northern Ireland, in Dubai, and now in Dublin. What got you into radio in the first place? <laughs> yeah, I've been in radio for, oh, it's scary now, over 20 years. Um, how I got into it really in the first place was I was working for a promotions company in Edinburgh, and we were doing a lot of work with... Uh, with, with radio stations in, in terms of what we were, uh, uh, our business was. <clears throat> uh, I'm one of uh, the commercial directors of a station called Scott FM, which was kind of regional station across Scotland, um, who I'd been working with, offered me a job as a promotions manager. So that was kind of my first insight into, uh, into radio. And I kind of instantly loved it, really. I, um, I remember... Uh, I remember kind of in my breaks at lunchtime when I had a bit of spare time, I would sit in with the, 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 the programming guys uh, in the studio or the people that would traffic the ads or the engineers. And uh, I remember my boss saying to me at the time, well, that's you hooked now, Brian, radio's in your blood. And he was absolutely right. So 20 <laughs> odd years later, I'm, I'm still doing it. <laughs> Did you ever get tempted to do time in front of the microphone or have you done time in front of the mic? No, I've I've definitely got a face for radio, uh, Ellen. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, in fairness, at that at that time, it was um, it was kind of all hand to the pump, and we I, I, and I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could about about radio because, I, as I say, I, I I did love it. Um, you know, so I would voice the occasional ad. You know, when they were when they were looking for a. A, 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 a Scottish voice, um, uh, but apart from that, no, I've never, I've never been that side of the the microphone. I've always been the other. <laughs> so you've always been the promotions, the management, the the technical side, the HR side of the business, the running of the business, yeah. effectively. Yeah, mostly. But I mean, in, in, in part and parcel of what I've done over the years, I've been managing director of of a couple of radio stations. So. Uh, you know, as you know yourself, that kind of encompasses all parts of the business. So, you know, I've done the programming side, I've done the music side, uh, the commercial side, obviously, um, and, uh, you know, kind of touched all parts of it, really. Well, I have to bring you back just for a second, because you said Scott FM, you started as their promotions manager. But didn't you do a Chris Tarrant super uber mega promotion at one stage? Um, yeah, probably... Probably the biggest promotion that um, I mean, we did lots of big promotions. Not so much on Scott FM because it was a, a, a smaller station. Mm -hmm. But when I went to Virgin Radio, I, I, I left Scott FM um, after about three years and and headed to London to work for Virgin Radio. Um, and there we did masses of promotions. We did. Um, we, Chris Evans was doing the breakfast show. Um, and uh, he was uh, he, he was doing a TV show at the same time, and he he, he gave away personally from his own money. He gave away a million pounds on the TV show and a million pounds on on the on radio at the same time. But we gave away, I mean, we gave away houses, we gave away 
God knows how many cars, you know, it, it, it was. When I started, I remember it well. So I moved, I moved from local radio uh, in Scotland to national radio in, in, uh, in London, you know, broadcasting right across the whole country. Mm-hmm. And my, my lasting memory was when I started, my yearly, um, my yearly target um, uh, for Scott FM became my monthly target for Virgin Radio. Wow, <laughs> now that's a heck of a change, isn't it? It's Ooh, huge. I mean, welcome to national huge. radio. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. It, it was absolutely huge. But in saying that, um, you know, Chris Evans was doing the breakfast show. We we were charging then. Now this is this is back in two thousand. We were we were charging um, thirty thousand pounds for a five day promotion on Chris's show with a twenty five thousand pound prize fund. That that, wow. that was you know twenty or twenty odd years ago. Um, but it was you know I I, I also remember um, when I worked in local radio, uh, I. I, I was trying desperately to get an appointment with a with a manager of, of the local McDonald's restaurant in, in Edinburgh to, mm-hmm. to, to, to try and get him to do a promotion. And 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 he, he he wasn't having it for whatever reason he wasn't he wasn't having it. So I uh, I started at Virgin Radio on my first day I got a phone call from reception to say that this guy was in reception to see me. Um, and this guy was the UK commercial director for, for McDonald's restaurants who had popped in, <laughs> who had popped in to say hello and welcome me to the job. <laughs> you know, so and his budget was, was X how many times the local oh, guy who didn't have time he, to see you. Incredible. Yeah, massive. But but he he actually came to see me rather than me trying to get the local guy. You know that. But that was kind of the. The power of the brand, if you like, you know, of, and of, of the Virgin. the UK figures are they still? I mean, we wouldn't have anything like that in Ireland. Are they still that disproportionately enormous by comparison with Ireland? Um, in terms of the audience figures, you mean? No, the the actual the amount of the cost of advertising. The cost of advertising. Um, I guess. Well, I guess. It, I guess it's all proportionate, isn't it? Because it's it's based on the size of the audience. It's the reach, know, I suppose. Whole, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's based on what they, they they say a cost per thousand. You know, so radio advertising is 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 based on how many people are listening and how long they're listening for, and all the different day parts of of, of a radio uh, station. You know, would 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 have different values if you like. But um, you know, it, it it shouldn't be proportionally. It should be it should be similar. Um, I, I don't think it's any more expensive, and 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 I think like everywhere, Ellen, with uh, you know the, the the COVID situation, um, you know, advertisers advertising has has struggled because you know businesses have not been spending money, you know, and and, and really now are just starting to pick up and spend and spend again. Oh yeah, and I, I know, think businesses I for, went through for, such a tough time. They were trying to figure out could they keep staff and keep the doors open in some way? Could they stay afloat? The, sure. I think that they, they weren't concentrating on anything. There was, I, I'm not sure that they concentrated on new product development or advertising or I think it was survival. Um, and now I, they're definitely coming out the other side of it. I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's a, a, an, a, an exciting time, you know, because um, the, 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 the measurement of audience in, in the UK and the main measurement of audience in, in, uh, in Ireland were, were kind of frozen. You know, so the, at, the, at the beginning of COVID, around about the beginning of COVID, they decided to stop the, the, um, the, the, the audience survey. So all the radio stations were sitting with the figures that they had. 
Now, if you, if you had good figures that quarter, then you were you know quids in. You were you were very lucky. If you had bad ones, you were stuck with them for you know twelve to eighteen months. Um, and so yet, I, all the the sort of oh, the apocryphal story, the stories that people sort of whisper about, are the fact that people during COVID came back to traditional media and radio much more because yes. they wanted reliable information. They wanted to know where their information was coming from. One hundred percent. It was a trusted, you know, it was a trusted source, and 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 also people were spending much more time at home, and 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 I guess still are. So you know, radio. Radio is their friend. You know, they can listen to the radio more than potentially if they were in work, they weren't allowed to. If they're working from home, then, you know, they, they, they could. So the radio audience is, and, and, and this is where, I mean, advertisers, a lot of advertisers weren't spending because the businesses were closed or the businesses, you know, the, the businesses had reduced so much. But mm-hmm. um, the, uh, it was a great time to advertise because more and more people were listening to radio. And and I think still are, and I think the you know the one of the few positive things out of, out of COVID is I think that, that that more people will be tuned into radio because they've become used to it, having spent so much time working from home. Yes, I think they will, and their lifestyles have changed. So they even if they're coming back into an office or a work environment, it's on a kind of blended basis. So they'll still have Correct. time at home. And um, tell me, what was the biggest change moving from Glasgow to London in terms of? Just working in London versus working in Glasgow. Um, well, I, <laughs> for a start off, um, I um, I didn't have a car um, because London uh, is is an absolute nightmare to, to park. It costs an absolute fortune. I was actually thinking you'd want to be crazy to have a car in London. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely mad. You know, so it, it was. It was kind of tube and and walking and buses and and whatever everywhere to, to 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 get around, but it was just I mean it was just such a massive leap as I mentioned you know in terms of my target my target you know my yearly target became my monthly target but it's I, I, again you know it, it it you know we had such a massive station there we had such a massive audience and I think the great thing was. Um, I gave the example of McDonald's. If I picked up the phone and said, hey, this is Brian Collins from Virgin Radio, can I speak to such and such? They would take your call. You know, whereas in local, you're kind of struggling to get appointments sometimes. So so there was that advantage. And then, and then a lot of it was dealing, because we were dealing on a national basis in terms of advertisers, um, you know, we were dealing with some of the biggest um, uh, advertising agencies in in, in the UK. Um, you know, in, in in London. So you would you would visit these guys, and it was kind of convincing these guys that radio was the right platform. You know, we were we would be speaking to planners that had multi million pound budgets um, to spend on wherever they thought the best place to put their their clients' advertising. Um, and and it was our job to convince them that radio was you know kind of you know certainly towards the top of the list. And was it tougher at the other side of it then? Because if you get the local guy in McDonald's and he gives you a few bob in Glasgow, he may be happy that he's uh, his name is out there that you're they're aware uh, audiences are aware that there is a McDonald's there. The, the expectation I don't mean this in a negative way, but the expectation is smaller because it's local. 
Um, he's happy if people are talking about the brand or saying, oh, I heard a piece about you on radio or I heard your ad or something. I would imagine it's much more cutthroat when you move to London and that people are saying, but we expected to get a bump of X and we didn't get it. And why didn't we get it? And we want more advertising. I would imagine it's a, a much tougher world to deal in in advertising in London than in Glasgow. Could be wrong. Um, y- yes, it is. Um, but and, and also in, in, in London and in that market, and when you're dealing with it, with the size of, of, of companies um, that, that you're dealing with, a lot of it is researched. You know, so they would do a, a kind of pre and then post research on how successful this specific campaign was. Whereas, um, you know, locally, it's much more, um, you know, your mate saying to you, oh, by the way, I heard your ad on the radio. It sounds great. You know, and, and then, but but also, you know, everywhere's the same. If, you know, if and depending what it is that, that, that you're saying in your ad, if, if there's a call to action, for example, if you want somebody um, to come into your store and buy something, then, you know, you, you, we would always say, whether it was local or whether it was national, we would always say, well, you know, let's measure this the best way we possibly can. So you know how many people are coming in now. You can tell if the footfall's increased, but why don't you start asking people when they come in how they heard about the business? Yeah, so um, that you can know, actually so track the value of the advertising that you're placing with us. Let me take a very quick commercial break and I'll be back to you right after this. You're listening to The Mediascope Show with Ellen Gunning on 103.2 Dublin City FM. Welcome back. I'm chatting with Brian Commons, the new general manager of Dublin City FM. We've just been moving from Glasgow to London. Brian, I want to bounce you to Dubai because you also worked in Dubai and you said that it was the tube and walking and travelling by bus that was one of the big changes going to London. Dubai, complete cultural change. Tell me what radio in Dubai was like. Yeah, it was 100%. It was a complete cultural change. And and probably um, in terms of our market um, in in UK and Ireland, uh, definitely behind the times. So it, it was funny. You, you you could go in there and you could say something that we would every you know a, 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 on a normal day just it would would just be you know run a course for us. And you could say, well, why don't we do this? And they would go, oh, that's amazing. Oh, I've never thought of the main thing. You know. So, <laughs> You didn't. You didn't need to be a genius for them to think that, uh, that you, were, you were one. You know, um, but the, the radio station that I worked um, for in Dubai was a was an expat station. So you know, it was it was uh, it was what you would you would hear uh, hear, but um, uh, you know, tailored to, to 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 these guys in the Dubai market. Um, certainly, you couldn't get the tube in the in, in the bus in Dubai. I, I remember when I started. I started at the start at the start of the year, so it was the weather was stunning. It was absolutely beautiful. It was like you know going to uh, going to Spain on your summer holidays. Okay. And 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 as as I I went through you know the the, the year, I used to say to one of my colleagues, God, "It's quite hot today," and he would just laugh at me and go, "No, it's not," because it then started getting. <laughs> they knew what was coming. Hot. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know there were days where it was where it was over fifty degrees. At the radio station that I was working in outside, they were building the the the, the metro, so you would see all these workers on on the metro, and and there was a, there's a law there that you're not allowed people to work if if the temperature goes over fifty degrees. 
50 degrees. And, and uh, on days when it was definitely over 50 degrees, I would look out the window and they've got these guys, because it's it's such a, you know, a, a, a manual job, they've got these guys doing like an exercise class up in the building sites before they start work with all this gear on and the, the hard hats and everything. Um, it, it was crazy, you know, it's just crazy hot, but you literally lived from your air-conditioned apartment down in your air-conditioned lift, in your air-conditioned car to your air-conditioned radio station, you know, um, over that period. But, um, yeah, culturally very different. Um, you know, they, they, the Arabs are great people, but they're, you know, they're quite slow. They've got a say there, inshallah, which means God willing, you know, so that you say, could we get that done tomorrow, inshallah, which means that uh, probably not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it was it, it was difficult getting things done quickly, you know, but... Um, and the, you said uh, you were dealing with an expat audience. So were you trying to give them a kind of a flavour of England in Dubai? Um... Yes, it was. It was what they kind of what they're used to at home, you know. But but there, if you like, um, and and Dubai is very cosmopolitan, you know. So there's people there's people from all over. But Dubai literally has been built by expats, you know. So it, it, there are so many there, you know, because because all of the technical stuff. If you look if you look back ten fifteen years to Dubai, Dubai was just a desert. You know, and 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 they were, you know, kind of farming camels, and 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 now look at it. And but most of that has been built by expat, the expertise of the expats coming in and and driving their business. And I'm wondering, what was the? Why did they need a radio station? It's probably a really silly question, but why did they need a radio station for a British listeners, say, who are living in Dubai? Would they not naturally do BBC World Service or something like that? Well, the BBC World Service, as you know, is probably more kind of news-based. You uh-huh. know, so this was this was kind of music entertainment station. Okay, and, so uh, it targeted them in a different way entirely. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And the the um, you know, the, there obviously were Arabic stations that would play Arabic music, you know, in Arabic language. Um, you know, so so this very much was to give to give the guys who are, are, are living there, uh, you know, an opportunity to, to hear radio that they would hear and hear the music. You know, and as an item of interest, what were you advertising to them? Oh, all, I mean, all, all of the businesses that, that um, you know, that these people would utilise, you know, so it could be just, just the same as here, you know, it could be car dealers, it could be furniture stores, it could be restaurants, um, you know. Oh, cafes. because these people are there for a long time. Sorry, I was thinking that they oh. were a very fluid, moving kind of an audience, but they were quite no. settled. Yeah, these, these these people would be would be residents as, as, as I was okay. when I was there. So you get your kind of residency and you're, you basically are living there. You know, so, um, yeah, they're, they're there for a while and, and, and you know, have their own community and, and therefore the station. And, and, and it was, you know, a fairly sizable audience that, um, that we would broadcast to. And you were saying that um, you, you left your air-conditioned uh, apartment. <clears throat> I, I can just picture you being, you know, this air-conditioned bubble over your head everywhere you go. When you left Dubai, I'm sure you didn't miss the heat. What was the, the thing that you missed most? Was it the fact that you there was that uh, sort of steady, solid routine that things didn't move at speed? Because I imagine you get quite used to, you said, inshallah, um, I'm I'm assuming you get quite used to after a while that nothing happens tomorrow, so you stop doing the jumping up and down and having a hissy fit thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. 
I think the thing I missed most was the view from uh, our apartment. We, we had an apartment uh, on Jumeirah Beach, which uh, overlooked the, the Palm Jumeirah. So literally, we were right on the beach. So I, I guess the weather, when it wasn't too hot, I, I missed. And, and, uh, and, and the view from the apartment was, uh, was good. Um, no, it was, it, 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 was, it, was, it was a good place to work. It was really good. It was challenging, um, you know, different cultures. So learned a lot about, you know, uh, the, the, the Arabic culture. Um, and uh, and, and I, I, I guess the frustration, you know, of trying to get stuff done when it takes so long. Uh, I, I'll give you an example. If, to get a driving license here, as you know, you go online, you apply, they send you in the post, you pay for it, they send you in the post. Over there, they've got this process where you go in and you go to one window in this, uh, this, this um, you know, massive building and they go uh, fill in this form. And then you go right. Then you go. That's filled in. Right. Take it to the next window and stamp. And they stamp it. And then you take it to another window. So it's what they've done mm. is they've created a system where they wanted to create jobs for. I was going to say they've Arab. created full employment. Yeah. They've created full employment from guys that were, as I say, you know, um, farmers basically in the desert. They've created employment for them, but there's there's so many of them that they they have to literally create jobs that don't, you know, you could get one person doing the whole job where they've got five or six. six, But you can understand they've got enough money to employ them all to to actually slow everything down as well. I want to bring you from there back to Dublin now. I know you spent time in Belfast. Maybe give me your impression of the difference between Belfast and Dublin because it's on the same island. It's what, a hundred and odd miles apart. Um, Very different cultures. Yeah, different. I mean, I've only been in Dublin a short time, um, but I mean, generally, uh, you know, I think the Irish people are very like the Scots. You know, I think we've got kind of, kind of the same sense, sense, dry sense of humour. Uh, Absolutely, you know, no I, argument there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, I think, I mean, my, my first experience of Dublin um, was uh, I, 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 I literally, before I started, had only been to Dublin once um, and that was with work and I, I was working for Virgin Radio and Chris Evans um, uh, well Chris, we used to all the time working in the promotions department we used to get requests and literally without exaggeration every week can we get Chris to do the breakfast show from the beach in the Maldives can we get Chris to do the breakfast show from a yacht in the harbour in Monaco for the Grand Prix? Okay. And and every single time Chris would say no, no, I'm not interested. And we would be so frustrated because obviously if he did that, we would get to go with him. So exactly, a bit of world travel thrown in doesn't harm anybody. Well, exactly. But the one thing that Chris always did and always loved was St Patrick's Day in Dublin. And and so the first promotion that I sold when uh, when I started work um, at Virgin uh, was to Guinness. It was for um, the St Patrick's Day celebrations, um, and we did a we did a promotion with Chris. So the the um, the listeners had a chance for to take part in the competition that we would have one winner who themselves and eleven of their friends would join Chris doing his show live from the top of the Guinness Brewery in Dublin. Um, We had, as guests, we had Ocean Colour Scene. We had a brilliant um, uh, Irish Irish band. 
We had David Gray, who had just brought out the song Babylon, singing live. We we had we had a guy who who we had the Guinness uh, World Record people there, and we had a guy who broke the world record for how quickly you could drink a pint of Guinness. We did all <laughs> of this in the show, right? And and the the name of the promotion was Chris up in a brewery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's clever that's very clever <laughs> so we you know that that was my introduction to the people of dublin everyone was amazing and uh you know we had such a brilliant time chris headed back to london because he was dating billy piper at the time uh, and we stayed in dublin to go to the irish music awards that 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 night and you know so so i i, I instantly had a bit of a love for uh, for dublin but you know, having having been here um, just over a couple of weeks now, you know, everyone, and I mean every single person that I've met has, you know, been amazing, has been so welcoming and and just lovely. You know, so I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it so far. That's really good to hear. What was the thing that surprised you most about Dublin? Not about the station, but about Dublin itself. When when you were over with Chris, that was. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe, I'm uh, guessing? No, probably, yeah, it would be 2000. Um, so, you know, you're talking about tw- o- o- over, over 20, 20 years. years so in 20 years, then, what was the thing when you arrived and you thought, that's grand, I'm, I'm living here now. What was the thing that surprised you most? And you thought, damn, I wouldn't have expected that. I think it was it was, it was was so busy. And the number of people... So I've I, I rented a flat in, in, in Dublin and the, 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 the lady that owns the flat said, oh, I've, I've left a cycle helmet for you up in the in the top of the wardrobe. And I went, a cycle helmet? That's mm-hmm. a bit strange. But then, of course, you get out and about in Dublin and so many people on bikes, which is great. It's a brilliant way to get, the, you know, to get around. So, um, yeah, the, 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 the traffic, in Dublin is 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 something else, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've all become somewhat immune to it, but yes, it is. It I'm, really I'm is. Sure, you know, and and I think at, at first, uh, you know, when of course we do live drive, you know, in, in in the morning and then and then in the evening, getting people home, and 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 at first, you know, before I I, I kind of got to Dublin and got settled, I think. You know that's that's quite a bit of traffic and travel information that we've got there. And then, of course, when I arrived, I thought, "Wow, that you know, this show is absolutely brilliant. It's exactly what you know the the, the, the Dubliners need to 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 get home safely or to get the kids to school or wherever." You know, so that's a great note to close on because anybody who travels around the city knows that you just cannot do it without live drive. I mean, the taxi drivers have live drive on in their taxis because they're trying to get frustrated clients from one place to. Another as quickly as possible. Brian Commons, it sounds like you've settled in nicely. We might come back to you in the new year and see what else you've discovered about Dublin in the meantime. Welcome to Dublin City FM and thank you so much for that interview today. Uh, you're very welcome. Thanks, Ellen. Take care. It's a pleasure. Well, now, that's all I have for you for this week. If you've information you'd like to share with listeners or you have a good story to tell, then please send me an email to mediascope at dublincityfm.ie. And don't forget you can hear podcasts of this and previous Mediascope programmes on www.globalinstituteforpr.com. I'm Ellen Gunning. Sound this week was by Fergal Daly. My thanks to Brian Commons and thanks to you for being with me today. I look forward to the pleasure of your company at the same time next week. So until then, goodbye. 